2: So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash show, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there.
3: On the surface of a vast moon many light years away, a box lays still. Flying down to investigate, Sentry reads some odd markings on that box, now embedded into a fresh crater after landing. He narrows his eyes and opens the lid. It is then that a clawed hand reaches out and grabs Sentry around his throat, pulling him down towards the darkness.
4: I am the Doomsday. Prepare to die.
3: And with a shove away, the ultimate killer Doomsday stands on top of the box, ready to fight. I know what must be done, Sentry murmurs, and this moon probably isn't gonna make it. It's Bob versus the ultimate. It's the Golden Guardian of Good versus Krypton's dirty little secret. It's Sentry versus Doomsday today on who would win?
2: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world, and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters in the roles of comic, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gabzy, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Stacanus. Legion of Audience. In terms of epic battles, we are bringing you quite possibly the epitome of Titanic fights. In one corner, you have Doomsday, DC's powerhouse who holds the distinction of being the first thing ever to kill Superman, facing off against Sentry, Marvel's superhero that is so powerful that some notable characters in Marvel actually refer to him as the most powerful being in the universe. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed. And you better believe this battle has been discussed many, many thousands of times before. But as always, it's never come to a distinct conclusion until today, that is. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup?
3: I enjoy this battle. I enjoy these two characters. Sentry is a character... That ever since season one, people have asking us to get on the show, and the answer's always been just like, well, who's possibly going to face Sentry? This guy's a little ridiculous. And so we sat in the boardroom, figuring t- we're finally going to do it. We're going to use Sentry on the show. And we could not come up. It took so long. We could not come up with anybody who made sense in this particular regard. And then I just stood up and say, I'll take Doomsday against your Sentry. He's already one O on the Who Would Win show. Doomsday is going to kick his rear end, but I didn't say rear end. Okay.
2: I said, but no, I said, but that's true. That's true. That's true. That was the thing he said. Listen, a, a little talking about dirty little secrets, you know, Sentry is ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous in terms of the overall power. Ray, look, you've been on a tear for season five so far. I can't deny it. And uh, I'm getting a little sick of it. Can't deny that either. I'm getting really sick of you winning. I'm 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 questioning the judges and whatever. And I had a fan reach out and they said, James, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. What is it about you this season? You don't seem to have the fire. You don't seem to have the 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 whatever it was before that was just making you so dominant in these battles. And you know what? He's wrong. Screw that guy. Here's the deal, though. I am charged up for this battle. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going nuts. I, by the way, am guaranteeing Sentry is winning this battle. Oh, yeah. I'm pointing to the fences. I'm hitting that home run. It's happening. The intoxicating mind fog is back, and it's starting right now. What do you think about that, Ray? It's
3: not the first time you've been wrong, so bring it.
2: (sighs) I know this is about to happen. All right, listen. Let's just bring the judge on so we can get this party started. Coming back for another episode of Who Would Win? It's podcaster extraordinaire and fan favorite judge. It's Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win?
4: I see what's going on here. You, James, are on a losing streak, and you think, I got to bring in someone who is so fed up with Ray's nonsense that there's no possible way that he's going to win. And here's the thing. You're mostly right. You're mostly right. There is there are a few things in the world that I I hate more than giving Rey a win. However, you start talking that mind fog nonsense at me. You're going to cloud this brain, you know? This is a strong mind right here. I I don't fall for no Jedi mind tricks. I don't fall for no uh uh mind fogs. mm mm so this is going to be a pretty level playing field, I, I want to say.
3: That's right, James. You don't feed this man no baloney. He needs a manwich meal. All
2: right, listen. Here's the thing, Robert Clark Chan. I When I use the intoxicating mind fog, which I often do outside of the Who Would Win show, to great effect, mind you, I'm not actually always trying to aim it at everybody. The mind fog is a precision instrument, and today... I'm not aiming it at you at all. I'm aiming it squarely at Race Canis. By the way, if you're tired of all this nonsense, just walk outside, ask a random person, hey, what do you think about Race Decaynus's talking points? They'll all say it's nonsense. It's just a thing that LA does. Now, before we get into this match, tell the Legion of Audience what the great Robert Clark Chan has been up to.
4: Podcasts. That's that's pretty much it. I I, I run a tight ship here. I got a got a lot of irons in the fire and um they're they're mostly um, for smelting. Smelting. It's, it's not a metaphor. I actually have iron in the fire. It's a it's, yeah, just try to take a black blacksmithing. It's, it's not going real well.
2: All right, that's great. Let's uh, let's kind of see where this battle goes. Listen, I'm about to break Ray's winning streak in a huge way. Uh, Ray's about to spout some nonsense, but try to get another win. And we have the great Robert Clark Chan here. So with all that being said, Ray, please do us the honors and announce
3: today's matchup. Representing Marvel Comics, the hero who upon leaving somewhere always leaves a big void in his place, Sentry. And representing DC Comics, the killing machine who's died more times than you've changed underpants, seriously, come on man, at least once a day, what are you doing? Doomsday.
2: I felt like that was a personal, you know, yeah. It's more of
3: a public service announcement than a bit, but here we are.
2: It could be both. All right, well done. Right now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a who would win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the who would win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. I'm really interested in this because there's no version of Doomsday I know of animated or live action or com- that isn't insanely powerful. What version are you going with?
3: I'll be using the Heroclix version of Doomsday. It was a wonderful figure that I used on the board many times back in the day, and I feel like I know I it. I like that. Yeah, I like that pull. Oh, I'm for it. Oh, if Robert Clark Chan... You know what? I'm just going to use comic book version then. You know what? If it's going to bring what? Chan oh. any joy at all, I have to, I have to stop. What a change up.
2: All right, I think that's interesting. Okay, uh, I'll be also, surprise, surprise, using the comic book version of Sentry from the current Marvel 616 universe because uh, let's just go, you know, version for version here. Let's see what happens. All right, rule number one. i I'll four. tell you
4: what. I'll tell you what. If you mm-hmm. do the Marvel Snap version of Sentry, I will give you the win right now. This instant, Marvel Snap. <laughs> do the Sentry version of it. Rule number four, debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons
2: that are long-established part of the character's continuity feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed but will be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of debate is whomever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to leave the Who Would Win Show a five-star rating and a fantastic written review wherever you listen to podcasts. Need to supercharge your hiring? You need a super hiring partner.
3: You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look, but if you're hiring You can invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to US Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about and we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. Indeed's going to do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning.
2: Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/slash www. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com/slash www. Indeed.com/slash
3: www. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me.
2: And now let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for
3: Doomsday. Doomsday is the genetically designed ultimate killing monster. He was created by Dan Jurgens, Brett Breeding, Jerry Ordway, Louis Simonson, and Roger Stern, and first appeared in Superman, the Man of Steel number 17 in a cameo back in 1992 before showing up in issue 18 and kicking his butt. Now, what happens when you take a humanoid baby and drop it off on the most hostile to life world that you can possibly find? Okay, sure, yeah. Now, what happens if you took the remains of that baby, cloned them into a new form, and did it again? Yeah, yeah, we all know. But what if you did this to force evolution over and over and over again over the course of decades? Well, you get doomsday. Doomsday evolved over time to withstand the high temperatures of prehistoric Krypton, then evolved to kill the toughest predators on the planet, and also, oh yeah, eventually kill the scientist who did this experiment in the first place. In short, Doomsday was a fundamentally terrible idea for that scientist to try to do. Fun fact, did you know that Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher inadvertently created Doomsday? I'll explain. You see, in comics, Clark Kent had just proposed to Lois Lane and they were preparing to run a wedding storyline in the comics. However, a new show called Lois and Clark was just about to come out featuring the love story between those same two characters. The comics folks thought it would be great for brand synergy if their marriage storyline could happen at the same time that that same storyline was appearing on the TV show. But that wasn't going to happen for a couple of years. Their solution was create Doomsday, kill Superman, then bring him back just in time to get married, coinciding with the TV show. Boom! Problem solved, writer's room. And that is Doomsday.
2: I mean, that's the magic of Hollywood right there. Really is. I mean, so many things that could have been done to postpone a wedding. Like, you know, they need to explore their own lives or... I don't know, Justice Lee No, Doomsday. Nope. That's
4: <laughs> for killing this guy. Killing. I'm just impressed that Dean Kane has caused so much more damage in the world than I possibly thought he ever could. It's true. Promise to be nice
2: on this show. All right, and here are the details for Century. Century, aka Robert Reynolds, was created by writer Paul Jenkins and artist Jay Lee and made his first appearance in The Century Number One, which was released in September of two thousand. In March 1947, Canada's Department K and remnants of the United States Operation Rebirth pooled their resources to become Project Century, an attempt to not only recreate the Super Soldier Serum, but to magnify its effects 100,000 times over. Robert Reynolds, a meth addict, because why not, broke into the laboratory of an unnamed professor, I should say. It was there that he discovered the Golden Century Serum. Consuming the compound, Robert Reynolds gained the power of a million exploding suns. This is when he decided to start his new career as a superhero. One of the very few superheroes active during the years just prior to the Fantastic Four's emergence, Sentry gained new importance when the new wave of heroes rose to prominence. However, the arrival of the Void, a shadowy monster that exploited its enemy's greatest fears, ended the Sentry's charmed life. The Void then murdered over one million people in Manhattan. Discovering that the Void had been the dark aspect of his own powers, the Sentry teamed with Reed Richards and Doctor Strange to create a system which made Earth's entire population, including Richard Strange and the Sentry himself, forget his existence. With the Sentry inactive and forgotten, the Void vanished. However, the Sentry re-emerged in the year 2000, and now with safeguards in place, has once again become a powerful hero in the Marvel Universe. And here's an interesting fact about Sentry. Did you know that the Sentry is almost a lock to appear in the MCU in the near future? It's true. Now, we'd all love to see the Sentry in live action, but the real question is, who would play him? Many are asking for Henry Cavill to step in, since he's no longer Superman in the DCU. However, there are quite a few names being suggested, including Ryan Gosling, Alexander Skarsgård, Brad Pitt, Ryan Hurst, Alexander Ludwig, and Aaron Eckhart. But my personal favorite, the person who I think could absolutely nail and absolutely own this role mco casting agents i hope you're listening is charlie hunnam i think that guy would be fantastic as uh the century that's all i'm saying now you have the facts on both opponents robert do you have any questions before we get started
4: i question your love of charlie hunnam but other than that i have no questions
2: All right, let's get this battle started. Ray, go
3: ahead and hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Doomsday. We're going to start by just focusing on the durability of this guy. Now, look, I know Sentry. Sentry's a powerhouse. Sentry does terrible, terrible things. Sentry is the character Marvel created so they could have somebody, you know, kind of on that DC level. The problem is Doomsday is that DC level and he destroys that DC level, but again, durability first. Doomsday does not need to eat. He does not need to drink. He does not need to sleep. He does not need to breathe. His entire body through this forced evolution is basically solid mass of muscle with no internal organs whatsoever that can be struck. He has no weak points. In fact, he has masses of bone-like material that covers his entire body, which covers his eyes. Anywhere that potentially could have been a weak point is basically covered in this bony carapace that cannot be hurt. And it acts like an exoskeleton on top of him. So you have this ridiculously powerful character essentially wearing living armor on top of that. He did one of my favorite things, and I'll mention it anytime I can find evidence a character I'm repping has done it. He has fallen from space, landed on the surface of a planet, and then gotten up and walked away safely, pretty much no damage whatsoever. I love that feat, and it is impressive, because I know for a fact that Cyclops can't do it. Anyway, he has nearly limitless stamina. This is a guy who fought Superman for an entire day straight. And at the end of it, Superman said to himself, I'm concerned that he's not getting tired and I think I will get tired before he will. Superman said that. He also said, I'm also concerned he seems to be getting stronger after one day of fighting than he was when we first started fighting. This is a level of stamina and endurance that we've never seen before. He also can completely tank energy attacks. I understand that Sentry has great physical abilities. I understand that Sentry also has some sort of more, uh, uh, less material types of attacks that he can do well. Doomsday tanks energy attacks without any problem at all, including Darkseid's full version of the Omega Effect. If Darkseid hits you with one of his most powerful attacks and you just sit there and stare at him afterwards, I know that you could handle whatever Sentry has to dish out. He's basically a living version of the Borg from Star Trek. Superman hit him once and damaged him with a sound-based attack, okay? And what did he do? He evolved so his ear canals tightened so that sound attack wouldn't work anymore. Ridiculous. He gets hit with something and then immediately his body evolves so that way that thing can't hurt him again. So Sentry better get off one really good shot because the second one's not going to work. He also has, of course, full healing factor full regeneration. He's been cut on his arm so that it was open and bleeding. And then a couple panels in the comic, or roughly a few seconds later, that cut was completely healed. You just can't hurt this guy. You just can't bring him down. He took no less than, because he counted as he was doing it, 4,035 punches from Superman who was trying to hurt him. Superman the man of steel the guy James will argue can drag a planet with the help of his good friend Wonder Woman carrying two pounds of that weight he can carry the earth and he hit doomsday for no less than 4,035 punches and immediately Doomsday hit him back real, real hard. This is a level of durability never seen, and if you thought that wasn't enough, he has mental resistances as well. People have tried to probe his mind, and he actually has the ability to put up false hope for them, thinking it worked, and then he turned around and told them, Martian Manhunter stuff actually didn't do anything to me. I was trolling you. That's outrageous. Doomsday is the ultimate killing machine, first part because he cannot be stopped he cannot be hurt and that's my point number 1
2: listen you got to love doomsday I do. doomsday i remember the much younger version of me when when all of that was happening doomsday came out in the comics and battling superman and superman's death and what have you we were like oh my god we've never seen anything like doomsday in terms of power back in 1992 or 93 doomsday was the epitome of ultimate badassery in comic books but that was 1992 things have changed and century has reestablished a new level of badassery for for characters which i'll get into in a second james now it,
3: things might have changed since 1992 but i sure haven't <laughs>
2: No argument. The Dark Side, by the way, and this is now canon, the Dark Side that Doomsday fought wasn't actually the real Dark Side. This is kind of a weird thing. So uh, Dark Side has these avatars. You've got your Dark Side Prime, for lack of a better term, and he's got all these different avatars all over the place. The Doomsday that fought that version of Dark Side, that wasn't the actual Dark Side Prime. That was a powerful version, not the full-blown version. All good still a cool win but that's the thing and finally you know ray when you talked about how doomsday like speed blitzed uh superman uh, speed blitzed doomsday with all almost four thousand punches that did hurt doomsday because doomsday was bleeding and he was kind of not crying out in pain but like going ah you know he was getting hurt by those punches he wasn't just taking them standing there he had to hit superman back to stop the punches because they were doing a lot of damage now of course, that's Superman hitting you 4,000 times. Anyone would kind of get hurt by that. But let me get to my, what I'm going to say about this, because this has all become very clear. Let me get to my point number one, and we're going to talk about just the base powers of Sentry, because he has a lot of them. I can't even mention all of them in this episode, but he's got a lot. Now, let's talk about super speed. He can fly faster than light. Let me put this in perspective. When he grabbed onto Thor, and by the way, Thor who can fly at light speed thanks to Mjolnir, and who's like a god in Marvel Comics, he couldn't actually physically handle the speed in which he was traveling when Sentry was flying with him. That's Thor. He can fly at speed of light, but when he when Sentry grabs him and puts on the speed, Thor can't physically handle how fast Sentry can move. On top of that, let's talk about the power blasts that uh, Sentry can you know, shoot out and the energy he just emits. So typically, he shoots energy blasts that are yellow. They shoot from his eyes and his hands. These energy blasts can take out super, super powerful beings. They can even hurt Galactus. Now, I'm not saying Dark, uh, Doomsday couldn't tank them. It's going to hurt him pretty badly. But get this. The energy that Sentry emits or comes off of Sentry has destroyed a large moon of a planet just accidentally. When Sentry starts to actively use his energy blasts and the energy starts being emitted... Because he's really pouring it on, even when he's holding back, planets are destroyed. Planets, plural, not just one, but plural. Okay, he's got super strength. You could say, "Oh, is he strong like Superman?" Here's the deal. I got to illustrate this with a cool story in Marvel. So, there's a Sentinel that is massive, and these things, Godzilla's 300 meters tall. A Sentinel is about 300 miles tall. This thing's like a quarter the size of like a big chunk of the planet. This is how big Sentinels. It's about to land on Earth. Captain America's like, "Okay, let's get Rogue. Here's my plan. I need 100 heroes." Give all your power to Rogue. She absorbs them. She's like, I've never felt this powerful before. She gets under one of the feet, one foot underneath the Celestial, and tries to lift it up. And she finds out she's not powerful enough to lift the whole thing. Captain America says, "Yeah, I already knew that. So that's why I called in Sentry." He flies underneath the other one, easily lifts it up, picks him up, and then tosses the Sentinel after they defeat it, Of course, tosses the Sentinel 300 miles high into space quite easily. That is insanely powerful. On top of that. He can go invisible. He can create super strong force fields. He can wipe mines, millions of them at a time. He can calm down the Hulk telepathically and ensure he stops fighting. Look... Go invisible against Doomsday and telepathically attack him or calm him down while bashing the heck out of him is a great strategy. He's also got super, super, super stamina where he can fight for probably months at his peak without showing signs of fatigue. He's got a healing factor that Wolverine and Deadpool would love to have. He once, this is horrible, he once ripped his own head off and then regrew it in seconds, I guess just to prove a point. Wolverine can't even do that. He's regenerated himself completely from one atom and again he's regenerating himself from one atom in seconds want more okay he's invulnerable in the same way superman is he's got x-ray vision telescopic vision just like superman he can absorb energy and solar radiation and power himself up even more don't know why that's the thing. It just is. He doesn't need to eat or breathe air as he's self-sustaining. Oh, and he's immortal. And if that wasn't enough, here we go. He's got biokinesis, which means he can visualize what he wants to have happen to someone's body. He's like, gotcha. I want you to grow an arm out of your head. Done. I want you to be cured of a disease. Done. I want you to, you know, something bad to happen to your bone protrusions that are coming out of your ears, whatever, and them down the inside and start ripping apart. He can do that. He can manipulate matter that way. It's crazy. If he wants to give someone a crippling mental and physical disability, he just has to look the person, think it, and it happens. He's got psionic powers, insane ones. Again, I already said he removed memories from people's minds, wiped people's minds. Maybe that won't work 100% against Doomsday because he's that awesome, but his mind powers are so wrong, he actually has got this telekinesis. Thor threw Mjolnir at him full blast from close up, and Sentry used his sign powers to stop Mjolnir mid-air and stop it from moving completely. And Thor's like, what the heck is happening? I'm gonna keep going. He can teleport. Yeah, he can teleport at super speed. He can teleport far away. He's grabbed opponents, teleported them millions of miles away, then left them there while he comes back. Battlefield removal is something he loves to do. He's a shapeshifter, why? I don't know, he just is. Wanna confuse a rampaging monster and compromise his fighting ability? Start sh- shifting your shape, I guess. This is really cool, but to put this all in perspective, Reed Richards claimed that Sentry has no weaknesses that he could find, meaning he was looking for them, couldn't find them. He also said he's pretty much omnipotent and, get this, is quite likely the most powerful being in the universe. Not Galactus, not the Dark Phoenix. Reed Richards thinks it's Sentry. Again, this is according to Reed Richards. All of that is my point number one.
3: I mean, Reed Richards thinks a lot of crazy things. Let's not forget his son, Reed Richards' own son is probably the greatest, uh, strongest character in the entire universe. And he doesn't even give him that dap. Bad job, Reed Richards, that is bad parenting, I will tell you. And the Sentry has plenty of weaknesses and I will get into them. First off, his speed is not going to be an issue. Doomsday has destroyed the Flash. Doomsday has destroyed Superman. These are characters who also move the speed of light, if not faster, obviously. And he's had no problem picking off the Flash when the Flash had a hard time seeing him coming. Are you out of your mind right now? The speed of Sentry will not be an issue. And one of the big weaknesses of Sentry that I found is his his guilt. He feels very, very guilty because he is so powerful. He is so omnipotent. It's almost like a Dr. Manhattan situation. Although Dr. Manhattan just realizes he doesn't care. Sentry realizes he cares a little bit too much. In fact, in a battle against the Skrulls, one of the Skrulls turned to him and said, you know, all this damage and destruction is your fault, right? And what did Sentry do? He quit. He left the battle on his own and let everybody else deal with the problems. He doesn't have it all together in the big spots. Doomsday can take advantage.
2: Doomsday is known for his psychological warfare. That's first. No. Okay. People All right. often want to give up against him. I'll tell you that right now. Robert Clark Chan. I mean, that was, uh, that is the quote of the year. All right, Robert Clark Chan. You've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at so far with this battle?
4: Like I've said before, uh, I may go a little hard on you for your debating skills rather than the facts that uh, you bring. So like when Ray brings up that Doomsday is like a living version of the Borg, I know he doesn't have enough Star Trek uh, uh, <laughs> credibility to pull that off. Nineteen ninety-two Doomsday is a little bit—he's uh, a little like a boomer. I mean, he, he, he who who knows, maybe a little long in the tooth. We'll see. But you know what? Ninety-two was a real good year for me. I mean, I was listening to Alice in Chains, wearing flannel, and oh yeah, those were some good times. I feel I feel good about that. I like that Century absorbs solar radiation. Because that's green, you know. Yep. You want to, you want to be able, you, you want solar radi- uh solar power. You want uh, wind power. If you told me that he uh, soaks in wind power, I'm like, wow, this guy, uh, you know, he's he's st- he can stop fossil fuel use all on his own. I will say, at first, I thought Doomsday was just off the charts. I'm like, I, I don't really know Sentry, so I'm like, okay, well, Doomsday's obviously going to clobber this guy. Sentry has so many powers that. Honestly I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm like what is his power? What is the if you have all of the things like what is why are we even <laughs> listening to stories about you? So, you know, I don't know. It's uh it's kind of interesting. It's I I'm not going to say that they're equal right now. I just really don't know where to Place them.
2: Uh, All right. So we're at kind of an interesting situation right now, Ray, where it sounds like Robert Clark Chan is just trying to analyze the two fighters and just figure out what they are.
3: I love where this fight's going. Go ahead and hit us with your point number two. Point number two for Doomsday, let's just talk about his ultimate power. He is the ultimate killing machine and he also is solar powered, Chan, if that helps sway you in any way. He is, you know, got that Kryptonian heritage. So he is powered by a yellow sun just in case you thought he wasn't. Now, one of the things and one of the ultimate things that drove Doomsday insane is, remember all those times over decades when he was a baby and he got killed and he was a baby and he got killed and he evolved and he was a baby and he got killed and he evolved and got a little stronger? He remembers in his DNA every single one of those deaths that happened. And wouldn't you know it, that'll mess you up on an emotional level. So he hates all of humanity. If something is alive in front of him, he sees that as an affront. (laughs) And this is why he goes places and kills everybody, because he hates all living things. Let's talk about his power and what he's able to do. Because, and really quick to counter what James said a moment ago, people have tried all kinds of attacks on him. Every single type of attack you could think of in the DC universe has been done to Doomsday with the idea that this is what's gonna bring him down. And none of it has. None of it really has. It's very, very difficult uh, on the highest levels to actually bring down Doomsday. You really need a team. So while you brought up some very interesting attacks uh, that Sentry could do, I just don't see what he could possibly do that Doomsday hasn't dealt with already and as a Borg defense answer for. Anyway, power. His claw tips are poison. His claw tips are poison to even the great powerful beings of the DC universe like Darkseid. He was able to poison Darkseid and drop him with just, just, by, just by scratching him with his claw tips, all right? And he develops new powers based on who he is fighting at the time. He was fighting Martian Manhunter figured out somehow that fire was gonna work against him and he developed in the moment, improvised a fire attack to bring down Martian Manhunter. He Against Superman, he had claws and Superman was coming in on him. He made those claws extend out like like Elastigirl and penetrated Superman with the claws. He doesn't normally do that. He found that out in the moment. He created a psionic attack just to attack Superman with because he's weak against mental attacks. This is who he is, okay? He'll find your weakness and he'll exploit it with a new power that didn't exist before. And his speed, I mentioned to it before, but he's hit Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and the Flash before they could even react to him. When you're hitting the Flash before he could react to him, that's a level of speed that I don't know that Sentry has an answer for. He's stronger, Doomsday is, than Superman. He broke his arm by hitting it. He hit Superman's arm and broke it. Who else can do that? Nobody. Superman once said that he's never been hit so hard as when Doomsday hit him. And he's only said that about two characters, Doomsday and Captain Carrot, ladies and gentlemen. Doomsday has Captain Carrot-like strength, and you know that is some of the highest strength in the known universe. This is a guy, let's face it, in a battle, smashes down buildings with one shot. He creates craters by throwing people's bodies at the earth and creates massive craters with them. And on top of that, as I said before, he gets stronger the more that he fights. This is a guy who's called Doomsday for a reason. Thank you, Booster Gold. He's called Doomsday for a reason. That's because when he's fighting you, everything around you is going away. He is a walking apocalypse. And I mentioned before, Let's talk about Sentry. He felt a little bit bad about all the death and destruction happening as a result of one of his battles. What happens when he fights Doomsday? Everybody around is going to die. You're going to tell me Sentry's not going to feel a little bit bad about that? And with the slightest provocation, because remember, Doomsday can find your weakness, he's not going to be convinced he needs to stop fighting and walk away safely on his own? I think he will, in fact, do that. And that is my point number two. You know, this is interesting to me because you said this top
2: of the story, you know, when you do your awesome intro like you always do, they're on a moon right now. It's a a neutral location. They're on a moon. There's no other people around, but even if they were- That's just the
3: story, James. That's the story for the top of the show. That is not canon to this fight. I believe this fight is happening in the middle of the most, most civilized populated area you could possibly think of. You know, a neutral location. Sure,
2: If you would have let me finish, I would have continued to have said that even if there were people around, we're not talking – Sentry's not Superman in terms of morals, in terms of ethics, in terms of what have you. He's about, I'm taking your head off, and if I've got to kill a ton of people to do it because that will help me save the billions around the earth, whatever – Fine, I'll do it and I'll deal with the consequences later. By the way, again, Doomsday does not have some type of psychiatric or psychological training or background to figure out how to probe Sentry's mind and figure out his psychological weaknesses. Not something Doomsday does Just putting that out there. All right, listen. The real thing is with, you know, okay, toxins, poisons, whatever he creates. Remember, Sentry's got an insane healing factor. He can come back from, uh, you know, being a a molecule or an atom and regenerate toxins and poisons, won't do a thing. And on top of that, when Doomsday, when he is taken down, when he is kind of taken out, he does come back stronger, kind of like Saiyan style. You know, what kills them, just makes them stronger for whatever, they're still alive. When Doomsday is taken out, it takes way more than two minutes for Doomsday to come back. That's a thing, because Sentry has all the tools to take him out. Now, let me get to my point number two, and let's talk about even more powers, because let's go. Let's talk about big feats and huge wins. Okay, so Sentry, he's got more. He's just got a lot more powers. Firstly, instead of powers, just know this. He's a super genius, because why the heck not? He can use his powers to detect all substances in a single object and then determine how much of what substances make up an object, how to destroy it, how to stop it in case it's a threat. This is something a character named the Eradicator did to Doomsday in order to beat him. More on that later. He's also a really good fighter and a really great tactician. So he's not just this mindless monster like a Doomsday, he's actually going to figure stuff out, figure out how to lure Doomsday away or do whatever he's got to do to take him out. Okay, he also thinks super fast and makes strategies while figuring things out at super human speeds. That's a documented thing. He's also got, this is fun, the power of resurrection, where he can bring someone back from the dead and have him help him out in the fight, or get this, he can bring himself back from the dead. Don't know how that works, but that's a thing. And by the way, that's done pretty much immediately. He's got photokinesis where he can generate control and emit pure light, produce hard light constructs in the same freaking way that a Green Lantern does. He's also used this photokinesis to blind the Hulk, at least temporarily, to kind of help him in a fight. He can manipulate matter as at the molecular level, whether it's himself or someone else, he can literally disperse someone's atoms throughout the universe or rearrange them into whatever he wants. He can even create life to the same degree as Ronald McDonald, one of those powerful beings we've ever had on the Who Would Win show. For example, he used his powers to create giant stone golems that were became sentient beings and then started fighting on his side right beside him because that's what he does. Now let's talk about some huge wins. Sentry defeated Carnage, the symbiote Carnage, by flying him into Space and literally tearing him into pieces and then leaving the pieces in of carnage in space. He beat the god of war Ares. This is horrible. He beat him by easily ripping him in half in a horribly gruesome and bloody way. That was ridiculous. He killed a character named Atuma. That's the Atlantean who battles Namor a lot of, and who has level, like crazy level of strength in water. Sentry killed him by flying him super fast and just on his path to go somewhere else, just kind of flicked. And took his head completely off in seconds. Atuma is almost Hulk level in water. This is crazy. In a speed blitz attack, Sentry ripped off the head of Morgan Le Fay, one of those powerful magic users in the Marvel Universe. He killed Loki by also splitting him in half. This was Loki with the Cosmic Cube in a battle with Dr. Doom. While Doom is using magic as well as using a force field that was strong enough to deflect attacks from the Infinity Gauntlet and in Galactus, that force field... He was taking on getting the better of the Avengers, Doom was at the time. Everything was going Dr. Doom's way until Sentry shows up. He just easily walks through the force fields, grabs Dr. Doom's faceplate, rips it off his head, totally taking him out crazy. In another battle, Sentry beats Dr. Strange. He resisted Dr. Strange's magic and just dispatches him super easily. He's beaten Thor a lot. In one battle, Sentry throws a total of two punches to take out Thor. He's also beaten the Thing, She-Hulk, Wolverine, and the Hulk a number of times. In fact, what most people don't realize is that when the Sentry took out the most powerful, or took on, the most powerful version of the Hulk, the World Hulk version, Sentry was in a very weakened state at the time. So Sentry, in a weakened state, fought the most powerful version of the Hulk. That was amazing. But there's more. Sentry beat the Molecule Man, one of the most powerful characters in Marvel, who can, you guessed it, manipulate molecules and alter matter. And Sentry beat the Molecule Man by manipulating molecules. He outdid the Molecule Man in his own game. He's beaten the X-Men, the Avengers. He beat t one of Galactus' heralds. And speaking of Galactus, Sentry and Galactus fought to a standstill look Doomsday he's a fearsome opponent I'm not taking anything away from him but I'm starting to feel really sorry for him when he's going up against something as crazy powerful as Sentry at this point of the fight all of that is my point number two
3: No, stop, because uh, people have tried to do attacks on Doomsday and they just haven't worked. He beats people at their own game with sheer power. You're going to pretend like Doomsday is some feral animal and he doesn't... No, no, no. Doomsday is perfectly smart. He's not a super genius by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not exactly driven by instinct. He just loves to kill. This is a guy who's figured out over a long period of time what works, and he just does that. It's the mark of a very successful person, quite honestly, that they just focus on what works and then do it. And you mentioned the carnage fight with Sentry. It's kind of a great fight. Takes him up in space, rips him in half. Ripping him in half is sort of his go-to move, except for the fact he tried to do that to a character named Null Canal? I don't know. I've only ever seen it printed. He tried to fly him up into space and do that same thing to Null, and Null instead turned around and ripped Sentry in half. I don't know null to be that much more powerful than any of these other characters. So the fact that the fact that Sentry tried to do it to him and it didn't work and had it reversed on him to me is very very telling because he ended up unleashing the Void that Sentry is so afraid, weakness number two, Sentry is afraid that if he goes too far in battle, Void will take over his body, Void will become a separate entity perhaps, and Void will do terrible things with his same power level. So he often, Sentry does, holds back on the big stuff because he's terrified of Void getting out. Interesting points, Ray. But I do have something to counter that, which I'll save for later
2: on, because right now we are at the turning point where after hearing two points from Ray and myself, Robert tells us who is ahead and what the other side has to do to win. But before we get to what Robert has to say, let's celebrate the Hoodwin Patron of the Week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Hoodwin Show's Patreon community and put
3: them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today we are going uh, all the way back. We are going to go with a patron named... Matthew Dawson, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew Dawson is our patron of the week.
2: Listen, Matthew Dawson is a powerhouse. He's brilliant. He's talented. There's nothing he can't do. In fact, he just released uh, Justice League Mortal, a new audio series, that uh, audio drama series that everyone should check out, uh, especially from the Who Would Win community. Let's have Matthew Dawson go up against, I got to do it, Samurai Jack.
3: Wow, Matthew Dawson versus Samurai Jack. Now, this is a very interesting battle because obviously it's going to be dusk. We're going to be on an area uh, like an Old West kind of a set where there's not going to be any people around. Tumbleweeds are going to be flying around. Then you've got Samurai Jack on one side and Matthew Dawson, creator of Justice League Mortal on the other. And they're going to stare each other down and they're going to stare each other down. And Samurai Jack is going to take a few steps forward and pull out his sword. And Matthew Dawson is going to have two swords because he's got to have some sort of an advantage here. And he walks over. They meet. They're about to strike. And then Matthew Dawson says, hey, Samurai Jack, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can fight you. I don't think I can fight you at all. And Samurai Jack is a reasonable person. He's going to look right at Matthew Dawson and says, but we must fight. This is a Patreon battle. You're the patron of the week. We must fight. He breaks the fourth wall. It's crazy. At which point Matthew Dawson says, "Do we?" And then Samurai Jack just nods. Both of them go their own separate ways. Nobody wins. It's a tie. But everyone comes out with respect. Boo!
2: Really? It's,
3: so it's a happened. tie. Yeah. Look. Wouldn't fight look. Him, I, Samurai Jack would see the uh, would see it. Yeah.
4: I'm a fan of nobody winning. But the fact that people walk away with respect, mm -mm, I ain't having that. Yeah, it's crazy. People lose dignity in a matchup like this. People walk away shamed. Somebody's got to walk away feeling like a lesser person.
3: Honestly, the audience does, unfortunately.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll buy that. Yeah, it's fair. I'm not
2: disagreeing with that. You know, that might be why. With Robert
3: Clark Chan being the judge in this show, I just have to say hashtag nobody wins. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. All right. Well, you know, I was
2: hoping Matthew Dawson was going to go up against his favorite uh, character of all time and have an epic battle. But instead, they walk away, not as friends, but as respected opponents that maybe mm-hmm. will face off against each other someday in the future. Maybe. Remember, you two can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com who would win show and sign up. And you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win? Now, back to the turning point. Robert, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory?
4: Whew, I tell you what. You you know how to sway me as a judge, obviously. Uh, Ray comes in with the Captain Carrot reference out of nowhere. Uh, James, not sure uh, uh, you you had Ronald McDonald, which is nice. Not sure uh, if you meant the Eradicator from the classic Kids in the Hall sketch. Eradicator! If you did, great. If you didn't, it was a lucky shot you got in there. I'm liking it. Um, honestly, though, what it comes down to is uh, in this second round, Doomsday fell way behind. I got a, I got a lot of uh, repeat business here from uh, Ray and James managed to stack up more things that Sentry can do. I, I, I would, I would say this: I am not a fan of this Sentry character. It's He seems boring and overpowered in a way that, honestly, I guess if you're trying to make a DC character, that's what you do. You make him boring and overpowered. Un- unless, honestly, Ray can convince me that uh, Doomsday can whip out some sort of like mental win here, which I don't think Doomsday is real good at. It does not look good. Listen, I'm that's not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree
2: with you, Robert Clark Chan. Sentry is, is, is an awesomely powerful character. Is Sentry an awesome character? I'm hoping the MCU does a live-action version where they kind of power him down a little bit. To I, I mean, I just agree with you 100%. Uh, but with that being said, you can't deny how powerful they are. But I've learned this season one important thing, and that is you can never count out... Ray canis, no matter how far ahead, the judge says you are at point number two. So with that being said, Ray, let's see what you got for your point number three.
3: I'm questioning if those air buds that Robert Clark Chan is wearing right now are actually listening to my arguments or if he's listening to death metal music instead, because I am crushing Sentry right now, and I cannot believe you don't agree. Anyway, my point number three, and the thing that's really going to bring it home, is we're gonna talk about some of the feats that he's accomplished. You know, James has done an acceptable job of (laughs) repping Sentry today, that's fine. He's got a very strong character to work with, but here's the deal. You called him a boomer. You called Doomsday a boomer. This is a guy that's over 250,000 years old. Sentry was born at the end of the 20th century in the year 2000, okay? He doesn't have nearly the experience. He doesn't have nearly the battle experience. Doomsday has fought 90,000 centuries over the course of his 250,000 years of life. Please, you call him a boomer, I call him a doomer. That's what I call him because he is doomsday at the end of the day. This is a guy who got himself a green lantern ring once and just started flying around barely knowing how to use it, not even really caring to use it, the entire Green Lantern Corps came out to fight him and he just obliterated all of them at once. This is a guy who fights teams. I'm glad Sentry has a win over Carnage. Doomsday would eat Carnage and then poop him out later and he would be sadder for the experience. He shattered Green Lantern force fields like they were absolute tissue paper. You said Sentry's got a force field. Is it gonna be better than a Green Lantern force field? I have a hard time believing that, quite honestly. And Doomsday cracks him with every punch he throws. Again, this is a guy who's knocked out Darkseid on more than one occasion, including with poison. You say poison won't work on Sentry. Maybe not normal poison, this is Doomsday poison. This is stuff that Doomsday does. That wouldn't normally work in other people. You wouldn't normally break Superman's arm by punching him in the arm. But Doomsday did, and this is the entire point that I'm trying to make. He grabbed Plastic Man, who's one of the most powerful characters, maybe in the DC universe, maybe one of the most powerful, as we all know. We should get him in in a battle sometime but he's quite an OP character, right? Well, Doomsday just grabbed him and then shredded him, literally pulled him apart. He used his own strengths against him. That's what Doomsday does. Oh, you think you're good at this? Let me show you how not good at this you actually are. And that's what I'm trying to get at here against a character like Sentry. Oh, Sentry, you think you can rearrange molecules by sheer force of will? You can't on me. That's who Doomsday is. He took Plastic Man, the guy who stretches to the atom, and literally tore him into pieces. Wonder Woman tried to attack him with the lasso of truth. He just wrapped it around himself and said, ah, what a nice belt I'm wearing, and then took it off, wrapped it around Wonder Woman's legs, spun her around like Twinkie the Kid, and launched her into another zip code, okay? He beat the entire Justice League literally with one arm tied behind his back. He had just escaped from this ridiculous coffin thing by spending as much time as he needed to free one arm. He broke himself out. The entire Justice League was like, "Uh uh-oh, we got to go handle this guy. The entire Justice League showed up to fight him and hit him with the entire amount of strength they could muster as a team. And what did it do? It only freed the second arm. And then he beat them all, senseless. And I can't sleep on this feet. I'll say it before, I'll say it again. This is the man who, for the first time ever, killed Superman. Listen to any time Superman's been in a fight. James Gavsy will tell you. He's the most ridiculous, toughest guy. James thinks he can beat Goku. Ridiculous, of course. But he thinks Superman can pull the Earth an eight, what is it, eight? Uh, 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 what is it, James? Eight octillion... 800 octillion, ton, whatever it is, octillion tons of strength punched Doomsday over 3,000 times and Doomsday just punched him right back. What is Sentry going to possibly do to stop Doomsday that hasn't been tried and failed many times before? He killed Superman. He beat the Justice League. He beats everybody that's put in his path. And that's why he's more powerful than Sentry and he will overpower him at his strengths. That's my point number three.
2: Race to Canis. There's a few things i got to push back on. First of all, you said Century was born, you know, in, in, you know around the year 2000. He wasn't. you got to remember, he was actually born in the 1920s, and he was a meth addict, uh, as established in the, in the Marvel uh, history of everything. In the 1940s, right before he uh, decided to down that uh, super soldier serum times a thousand. I didn't know Canada had so many meth addicts in the 40s, but that's our proud history for you. It's pretty cool. All right, secondly, you know, Doomsday's had a certain um, development as of late. And a lot of people don't remember this or aren't realizing it, but he's actually developed some intelligence, rudimentary intelligence. He's trying to figure himself out, he can think a lot better, but that's actually made his fighting ability go way down. Why? Because before, as regular Doomsday, he was a rampaging machine, not feeling pain, enjoying the battle, the whole thing. Now, he gets scared. And the last time he fought Superman, he was like, oh, this is going to hurt a lot. And his fighting ability went down. He also remembers or starts feeling pain. And that makes him withdraw a little. He's like, oh, I don't like feeling pain. So he's actually gone backwards in terms of fighting ability. And finally, Doomsday, in his first encounter with Superman, absolutely killed Superman and died in the process. Just really got to bring that up. All right, now let me get to my point number three. Let's talk about Doomsday's weaknesses. Yeah, he's got some. So first of all, He's kind of open to speed attacks, Look, Superman, the Flash, and again, that character, the Eradicator, that's that Superman-looking dude, he's he's an artificial being from Krypton, he wears those weird kind of yellow sunglasses, they all have used blitz-style attacks on Doomsday, where they punch him thousands of times per second, and they all hurt him pretty badly with that, now, Doomsday may have some form of low super speed, but he's nothing compared to someone who can move faster than the speed of light, that's just a fact, now, Doomsday also can't fly, and he doesn't have super long-range attacks, but Sentry does. Remember, he can fly, he can hit you from high up above with his energy blast. I mean, this is someone who can hit you wherever he wants. Here's another one. Doomsday's matter can be rearranged at the molecular level. This is true. The Eradicator got a win over Doomsday by doing that very thing to Doomsday in a way where he took away, mess, messed up his inside places, and took away Doomsday's healing factor. In that fight, Doomsday took so much damage he couldn't recover and was beaten. Sentry can do the exact same thing. In fact, Superman did the same thing in this battle that you're referencing, Ray, where all of a sudden, you know, Doomsday's taking on that avatar of Darkseid, whatever, and Superman, because a portal was opened by this character named Waverider, Wave Rider. Flew doomsday into the end of time, which was called entropy. It's like a heat death or whatever it is. And that's where all molecular, all molecules, whatever's left at that point, get just dispersed. It's science. I'm not saying I understand it. It's a Stephen Hawking thing. Robert Clark Chan gets it. But it's just a thing where his mole- his molecular molecular structure was broken apart and was dispersed, and that's how he was defeated. Something Cedric can do. Well, let's see. On top of that, Doomsday was also defeated through teleportation, which is what the you know was done when the Justice League teleported him away. This was after uh, the New 52, thankfully, that was done. They're fighting Doomsday again. They remember the previous battles. They're like, let's battlefield remove this guy put him into a teleportation thing and then just put him into a teleportation cycle so he never fully reformed that's something sentry may be able to do as well now doomsday can also just get physically beaten as in just physically beaten down if there's one character that has demonstrated an ability to beat the most powerful beings in the marvel universe in that way using sheer force it's sentry okay Let's talk about how it was beaten Doomsday and how they did it. Of course, the Superman, the first big fight, they both kind of lost, but it was a, you know, Doomsday did lose. He got killed. The Eradicator, just as I mentioned, he was defeated again when Superman pushed him through that portal that Wave Rider created. So, battlefield removal, that's one. And then again, his molecules got dispersed through that entropy because he could his matter was manipulated at that molecular level. Same thing Sentry can do. Imperiex, this really super powerful being in the DC universe. Incinerated Doomsday completely with a powerful energy blast, something Sentry can and has done to opponents. He was defeated again by being teleported away and then stranded by the Justice League. And finally, pause my favorite: Superman beat Doomsday again fairly recently by ripping him in half in the same manner that Sentry ripped Ares, the God of War, in half. Oh, and Doomsday, by the way, has been defeated by someone in Marvel through an official crossover event back in 2004. Guess who that was? Doomsday was beaten by Thor. That's right. It's true. Thor actually beat Doomsday, and who has easily beaten Thor many, many times? That's right, Century has. Oh, and did I forget to mention that after that encounter with Null that Ray brought up, Century and Void were now successfully merged. So now what happens? This new character Century and Void become even more powerful. Void Century becomes more powerful than before, like by a lot. So yeah, Now take everything insane that Sentry could do before, and at the very least, double a lot of his abilities in terms of sheer power. And now, since the merger, because why does he need more powers? Because just because he does, he gets a new power. It's called Darkness Manipulation. So now he can generate tentacles from his own, I'm using air quotes, personal darkness that can restrain opponents, knock them away, or just plain attack them, stab them, whatever it is. That'll be fun for Doomsday. But the real reason why Sentry beats Doomsday is because... Sentry likes to fight. He's vicious. He's ruthless. He loves to take people out. In their last big fight, when Superman decided not to hold back, Doomsday got ripped in half. In a fight with Sentry, Doomsday will be lucky if that's the extent of what happens to him because Sentry won't hold back. He's has a more powerful opponent and has way too many powers that are Superman level and additionally powers for Doomsday to deal with. Look, that's why Doomsday loses. That's why Sentry wins. And that's my point number three.
3: I can't believe you're still here in the year 2023 bringing up crossover events as voted on by the fans or whatever, as if that means a darn thing at all, please. And speed's not going to work. If you can sneak up on The Flash... I'm sorry, your speed blitz attacks are nothing. And what you just brought up, James, is a lot of interesting things. One, and they all work in my favor, it takes multiple opponents, sometimes with a lot of prep time to beat Doomsday. That teleportation win where they got the thing, they didn't just have that around. They knew who Doomsday was, so they had to plan it out and build the devices so that way this crazy plan would actually work. And even then, Doomsday got out of it eventually. The other thing is, a lot of these interesting ways that he's died in the past. Oops, remember, he's the Borg. So he has evolved to not let those things happen again. So I'm glad that you brought up each and every time he was defeated as ways he cannot be defeated the same way a second time like Mr. Freeze in that Batman Arkham City fight. It won't work a second time, James. So every time you bring up one of his defeats, you're crossing out another path to victory for your character. And let's not forget what happened when World War Hulk, I think a very good doomsday representative, appeared in the Marvel Universe. Sentry needed to fight him. Sentry's the only one who could stop him and Sentry was scared Sentry stayed home watching soap operas on TV and it wasn't until the death toll got so big that they interrupted the soap operas that Sentry had to go and what happens when he fought World War Hulk? He got his butt handed to him in that battle What happened to all these powers when fighting World War Hulk who can just, you know, be strong, huh and take a lot of damage, huh None of his powers seem to work there, James so why would they work against a character like Doomsday? I think more likely he's going to run away.
2: I, I had already mentioned that whole scenario. All right. Fantastic. Ray, I love the passion you bring to repping yeah, Doomsday. Did, you didn't
3: mention that Hulk kicked his butt, and you didn't mention that he didn't want to fight him in the first place and watched literal television shows to keep his mind off of it. Please.
2: Do you know how good soap operas are, Ray? Have you ever watched soap operas? Just, like, just take they a day. They get real good. They're, they're, they they're get amazing. real good. Eric they Martsoff yeah. was on our show, uh, leading men of soap operas. I mean, fantastic. Great All right, Robert, you've heard three points from both Ray and myself. It's really time for you to make a decision. Take us through your process. Tell us a story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Doomsday and Century.
4: Who, Boy, there is a lot going on here. Like, yeah, 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 physically the doomsday was created to beat Superman. So it just, he was given all of the powers that could beat the most powerful person in the DC universe. And like on a physical level, no one could touch him. I don't, I don't know that anybody in the Marvel universe uh, could just go toe to toe, you know, punching uh, with him. But Sentry is just, non-stop, endless powers. My goodness. Uh, biokinesis, obtenebration, flying faster than light. hes He's, he's got a lot going on. Um, stamina-wise, it sounded like Doomsday there was uh, fighting for days, but apparently Sentry can go for months. Uh, on- honestly... Yeah, this whole sentry thing it feels a little like One Punch Man to me. Like, he's got so many powers that he's almost a parody of himself. So, but, you know, be that as it may, the fact of the matter is he's got a mess of powers. So he's not just going to be going toe to toe with Doomsday. I tell you what, though, two things. Well, okay, here's the thing. The thing going against Ray, is he brought up, they're on a moon. There's nobody around. I will accept that as a neutral ground. So that takes a lot of the the guilt angles out of play. There's no bystanders that are going to get hurt. Uh, They can just go to town and, you know, hey, let's destroy several moons. I guess moons are a dime a dozen these days. We can blow them up. Who cares? However, yeah, James, you really stepped in it because uh, your normal tactic of in round three coming in with the uh, ways that uh, people have beaten Doomsday. I was uh, I was thinking it when you were saying it, and uh, Ray brought it up. Every way that he gets beaten is one less way that you can beat uh, Doomsday because he's he's gonna uh, not be able to be defeated. That way again, and geez, man, like a meth addict from the twenties—that's not a—that's not a good guy to put your powers on. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like he's uh, got the mental stamina to to hang for one of these multi-day, week, month-long fights. I thought it was kind of weird that he. Is supposedly the most powerful being in the universe, but then he went fought to a standstill with Galactus? I mean, honestly, Galactus is pretty powerful, but there's way more powerful things in the universe than Galactus. I I feel like Doomsday's biggest weakness is probably uh, a fear of manicures. But uh, when you get to the end of it, I feel like Doomsday is not going to be defeated by... And if the multifarious means that uh, uh, Sentry has at his disposal, he even uh, has been ripped in half, which weirdly is a thing that Sentry has done a bunch of times, which come on, man, come up with a new thing. Just ripping folks in half. But also apparently Sentry and the Void merged to become even more powerful. And to me that says that there is a whole new set of wind conditions in effect there. And for all the ways that uh, doomsday has been defeated, as molecules dispersed and been uh, teleported away and, you know, super sped. Uh, whew, I feel like uh, there's one more new way that century void superpowers activate can Take out Doomsday. So I'm gonna have to give it to the guy from Canada, the guy who can resurrect people. Yes, Sentry takes this.
2: And there you go. The bleeding has stopped. I got a win. I I got this was it's about time. I knew I was gonna get the win in this one. Listen, Doomsday is great. Ray did a fantastic job of repping Doomsday, but the problem is they threw Marvel just threw everything into Sentry. I'm sure his next power is the ability to duplicate anyone's powers. I just I don't know what the deal is. I'm not saying I find the character super impressive, like most Canadians. i just saying that this person has a lot of power. Robert Clark Chan, you did the right thing. I feel vindicated. I feel great. Race to Canis. It was a hard-fought battle.
3: Tell the Legion of Audience how
2: you're feeling right now.
3: I feel very disappointed in this decision, quite honestly, James Gavsey. Robert Clark Chan. Delvin Cox wasn't enough to stop me in my reign of terror in season five, so who does he bring in next? Robert Clark Chan, the one with the biggest vendetta outside of Stefan Thomas against me. This is outrageous. You say, oh... Uh, uh, The story at the beginning put it on the moon. I'm gonna pick the neutral ground that happens to only favor Sentry in this circumstance. Real way to pick neutral ground there, Robert Clark Chan. (laughs) The one place that helps Sentry, thanks. And then you added in void at the end. I know void splits from Sentry's personality, but isn't that really outside interference at the end of the day, even though it's him? Because it sure as heck feels like it to me. I protest this decision. I think Doomsday absolutely, when backed into a corner, would shred Sentry, Void, any other super friends you want to bring with you. He'd tear them all down, and I disagree vehemently with what you came up with in this battle. You know you what?
4: what? It's uh, rough because Sentry uh, beat Molecule Man, who's one of my like secret, personal favorite uh, super villains of all time. So... I really, really wanted to vote against Sentry. But then also, I, I should like to mention, and you can go ahead and rewind uh, to listen to this again. Ray, you mentioned something about Doomsday penetrating Superman like Elastigirl. I didn't want to say anything. And that's just weird. I didn't want to say anything. Dude, that's just weird. I wasn't. I don't know even know how that would work, but it just, ugh. Not a fan of the stretching current Stretching powers. Direction. I was talking
3: about stretching powers, Robert Clark Chan. Hmm. Don't make it weird.
4: Hmm. Go back and listen to it, man. It's it's not good.
2: Robert Clark Chan. You know what? I also love the Molecule Man. I've been a fan of his since uh, Secret War back in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, geez. Do you know who my 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 fan favorite pick of an actor to play the Molecule Man is? Hit me. Jordan
4: Peele. Okay. Okay. Did, can you see it? Yeah. Can you see oh, it? Oh, I very much see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Someone who would just use his real... imagination. Crazy. Yeah, but really intelligent mm-hmm. and cunning. He's got a nebbish vibe, but you you could tell there's things going on underneath there. Mm-hmm. See?
3: I really thought you were going to say me. I'm not going to lie. Mm, I, can solid I can see Ray's doomsday. I can see Ray's doomsday. I'd be a great doomsday. It's true.
2: <laughs> All right. Listen, Robert Clark Chan, you, you bring a certain magic to the Who Would Win show. Uh, th- I Your do. decision had us going back and forth. You know, my heart was pounding. I'm like, I got to get the. I'm. I know I'm getting the win. Like I knew it. Then I wasn't so sure. But then I knew it, and I wasn't so sure. Luckily, I got the win. I want you back on the show a whole lot more. Please come back. Uh, put in his place, and just keep doing what's right for the Who Would Win show. In the meantime, please tell everyone where they can find you online.
4: Look, you can go to a little show called Knowing is Half the Podcast. We've got hundreds, hundreds of episodes going back years covering all every cartoon you can think of. We've we've done it. And if we haven't done it, uh, you know, c- come on and tell us to do it. We'll probably do it because we're honestly sick of G.I. Joe. And there's so much more <laughs> G.I. Joe left. I had no idea there was so much G.I. Joe left.
3: How dare you? <laughs> but we're doing it
4: all uh also uh ae double back eventually we might even get ray and or james on to uh watch an episode at aew but a e dynamite and watch it with us fun times fun times all around i
2: mean i you're telling me i gotta play marvel snap and then i gotta play i gotta get into video games and now uh-huh. i gotta tell you though i would love to be on AE double back that is like that's my dream podcast to be on not going to well, lie. That's you my know, thing. Uh,
4: I'll, t- I'll talk to uh, the agents and see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Put okay. together.
2: Fantastic. All right. Ray Sicanus. It was a valiant effort, but I think the uh, odds were just stacked against you the moment you walked in through the door in this battle. Uh, well done. You did a great job. I think you repped Doomsday actually really, really well. You know, I, I think you left it all in the field today. I think you should be proud of your performance. Tell the Legion of audience where they can find you online.
3: I cannot believe that there is a single solitary person who just heard the show, just heard the arguments, the counter arguments, my brilliance, and isn't coming to the conclusion That hashtag, Ray was robbed. You know, you said, you keep saying, oh, I knew I was gonna win. And now I look at you and I look at Robert Clark Chan and I'm just not so sure anymore. Maybe one too many hilarious jokes that I said on knowing is half the podcast influenced this decision more than anybody would like to admit. I feel like I ran into an ambush today. I feel like I won this battle fair and square and as usual hashtag ray is right you awkward allies you rainiacs out there what do you think you let me know on twitter at almighty ray i might go ahead and take a hashtag victory friday anyway because i know deep down in my heart that i really won this battle
2: yeah jordan peele as molecule man really makes a lot of sense the more i think about it
4: dude he would be so good
2: wouldn't he I mean, just, I mean, just incredible. All right. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gavs. You remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey gang! I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to Patreon.com/slashHoodWinShow right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Sup, everyone. Brian here, host of the TV and Movie Trivia Podcast. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, "What's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay?" What do you say to view the Marauder's map? What are Tony Stark's last words to Thanos in Avengers Endgame? And where does Ron Burgundy say he is when he calls the news station sobbing from a phone booth? I've covered The Office, Harry Potter, Marvel, Will Ferrell movies, Lord of the Rings, and more, with even more on the way. So play along to the TV and Movie Trivia podcast anywhere you get podcasts, and stay tuned for more trivia!